I'm just going to uh, go ahead and go with my introductions and go from there. I like to treat things like, a, you know, a normal conversation. So I don't want to, you know, put people like at ease and like, oh, what should I say next or nothing like that, you know? Do your thing, man. I watched it. I dig what you do, brother. All right, all right, all right. All right, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am your host, Orlando Legend, a.k.a. Big T, and I am interviewing my next guest via StreamYard due to the fact that he is out of the state and can't be in the lab with me today. So if it sounds a little different, bear with me. The audio, it is what it is. But uh, my next guest is a supporter of mine, someone who I can now call a friend. He's an artist, and from his social media, it seems as though he's a well-traveled person and has a great appreciation for life. Um, I want to introduce my next guest, John Kelly. It's good to be here, man. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. everybody. Definitely support my dude right here, doing some good things on the podcast. Hey, man, I appreciate it, you know. Every, every ounce counts, and I appreciate, you know, everything that anybody does for me. So this right here is, you know... It goes without words, you know? Yeah, so why don't you uh, tell my audience a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm John from uh, upstate New York around Syracuse, home of the Orange, <laughs> um, but also uh, a D.C. fan, too. I've, I've been a fan of Washington football, especially for, man, back in the 1900s, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're all souls here. But, uh, so, kind of connected through that with you with the you know the dmv area and the football and stuff like that lm skins i don't care oh uh, yeah it, it, you know regardless it's what it is now you know yeah regardless yeah. Of what they do with the name it's, it's kind of going to be ingrained Redskins like forever yeah. Yeah. as long as i got the burger and gold on the jersey we're good right hey you got that right i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm always down for a good old you know diehard fan you know what i'm saying that's yeah. That that means you're a friend in many book of mine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, part of the backstory, actually, uh, when I started watching football as a little kid, we had Art Monk, who was a Syracuse guy, and that's mm-hmm. actually, you know, early to mid '80s. I was watching football, and I was like, that guy went to Syracuse. Awesome. <laughs> and that's actually how I became, you know, a fan of Washington. Even living in upstate New York is. A local college guy went to play football for them. Dope-ass wide receiver, by the way. Yeah. Hail to Art Monk, but that's how I became a, a fan of Washington. And, you know, chatting back and forth through groups the last few years, you know, good to meet people like you doing that. Yeah. So Sean Taylor in the background. Okay, okay. Yeah, he peeped the tie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I got a little shrine. I don't know if you can see all of it, but, you know. Yeah. RFK. Yeah, my little my little man cave, I guess you can call it. Perfect. Um, I actually got something. Uh, when we get done with this, I'm gonna send you something, man. I got uh, I have some connections with football and down my my brother lives in Virginia, and uh, I got uh, some some autographs and some other stuff. I'll send you, man. Put in your man cave. Okay. Yeah, I got yeah. some stuff for you, man. Some good old skin stuff. Oh, that's dope. I appreciate that. Yeah, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. So, uh, um, yeah. I was going to say, um, when was the last, have you ever uh, been to Washington? And if so, how long ago? Um, I have. Uh, my brother actually, right before my lungs started collapsing, like three years ago, my brother got married out just outside of Richmond because mm-hmm. um, he's living down there. So I was there um, in Virginia. Um, I was in Washington. Actually, I think still Virginia. I was at a skins camp. Uh, was it 2014 or 2015? Okay. Watching Skins Camp there. Um, I played a couple of shows in Washington, D.C., Virginia, um, with some of the bands I've been in when I did an East Coast tour. So I played around those areas as well. I like it down there, man. Okay, that's when they uh, were in Ashburn. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, I know they're in Richmond now. I actually, uh, when I was in high school, uh, this was ninth grade. I was... 289 as a ninth grader and uh the coach at the time i was going to school uh in maryland he's like hey man um uh who the heck was it 
uh, I can't think of the linebacker's name, but uh, a couple of the uh, defensive uh, coordinators for the Redskins, this is back when they were doing walk-on trials. So, man, they was looking at you at the practice when we was down in D.C. when we played uh, Roosevelt in the scrimmage. Say, man, they want they want you down in the field next year. I said, man, I'm 15. I can't, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what am I going to do, man? Come on. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, uh, go down there and uh, practice up with the guys, man. I got laid out my second hit <laughs> practicing with the defensive lineman. Now, don't get me wrong. I, of course, I, I'm not going to take down somebody who's 6'4", 329, all muscle. But the first couple of guys I, I, I stood up to and I was doing okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was good experience, but it was just like, hey, the fact that he didn't cry, that's what they, that's what I heard him saying. The fact that he didn't cry and got up and wanted some more means that he was going to be a striker. But unfortunately, the coach I had, he was just all about favoritism and kissing ass, and I, I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. It was politics in football in high school, you know? Same thing up here. Um, I did one year of football, but I did – a bunch of lacrosse and stuff went to college for lacrosse but the same kind of thing you see politics like like dude we're 15 16 like why are you doing politics on us if i could play let me play dude yeah frustrating don't get me started <laughs> yeah oh man that'll be a conversation for the next podcast dude okay we'll do a fuck high school politics and sports <laughs> man <laughs> god damn you know what? Yeah, I, I, I actually, I actually, yeah, I got a couple of stories about that too. So that'll that'll work. Yeah, so, I'd like to hear them. So uh, after looking at your profile, man, I, I see that apparently you're a kick-ass bassist. Um, where's your uh, where'd your love for music come from? Um, my dad. When I was a little kid, um, my dad used to take me to shows and stuff. Take me out to like rock concerts and festivals and. He would pretty much be, he'd lay out a blanket on the ground and have some food and some drinks. And he'd be like, all right, I'll see you in four hours. <laughs> and he would actually take me, just drop me off at a metal fest at like 14, 15, 16. And as long as I checked back with him every hour or two, he's like, all right, cool. Okay. Just making sure you're still breathing, kid. <laughs> Damn. So he took me out and he he got me, you know, back in the day, listening to all kinds of different music. He Even stuff he didn't like to listen to. He's like, listen to the country, listen to this, listen to that. And. And always got me cool with music. Um, all my friends played in bands in high school, and I never did. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I went to college and got working in uh, radio a little bit for fun. Oh, yeah? And, yeah. It was, man, college radio was fun, man. We're, uh, you was a DJ? Yeah. Out in the boondocks, like in upstate New York, doing uh, playing cows across and doing radio shows on the weekends. So, you know. I'd talk to my friends, like, hey, what do you want to hear? What do you want to hear? And they'd call in, and I didn't realize it because I was an idiot back then. had no idea about radio. <laughs> but we were cussing and playing stuff unedited, and all of a sudden the car was like, um, you're in a lot of trouble, dude. This isn't a a radio station out of your house. Like, this is regulated, and this is a cow. I'm like, oh, like, you can't do this anymore. And then I apologized with a wink and a nod, and, <laughs> Came back and kept doing it. <laughs> I, said, oh, I had no idea. But uh, yeah, so we got in trouble, but that sparked my interest in trying to do it more. And I got out and uh, started working with uh, some radio and uh, doing some promotion with different venues and started managing bands just because I was around a lot. And they saw I could like bring people around. So some bands talked to me and I managed them. And uh, I was working with a band and they were a three-piece rock band, and the singer was playing bass. He's like, you bring people around already? We need more of a crowd. Can you play bass? I'm like, nope. He's like, you want to try? I'm like, yep. I can never <laughs> pass up opportunity, man. If opportunity knocks, you take it, you know? And uh, ended up uh, learning how to play bass and learning uh, like 40 songs in three, two, three months, and then played a three-hour show. Petrified as hell, I'll tell you. Okay. Hope you don't fuck up. I'm like, yeah, me too, dude. <laughs> so but yeah, that's that's how I did that. I I was gonna say you you kind of picked up that skill naturally just from being around musician. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
I never tried as a kid. I guess I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good. That's that's like saying you got a natural gift to, you know, be a musician. You know, you yeah. always had a fondness for it and a lot of memories attached to it. So, I mean, that's dope. I mean, I'm, I'm envious for real because I, you know, I've watched like movies when I was young and be like, damn, that'd be cool to like, know how to play an instrument or like sing or some shit in front of a bunch of people just to feel that rush. You probably were more no- nervous than anything. Oh yeah. Crazy nervous, man. But yeah, the, the rush you get from playing in front of people and they don't boo the hell out of you. That shit feels good. <laughs> okay, so how long did it take you to, to get over that quote unquote stage? Right. Um, I don't know if just cause I was naive or drunk half the time when I first started because I was petrified. But I wasn't scared, man. It was weird. Like, I was nervous, but I wasn't scared. Like, I was like, well, the lights are on. They're already staring at me. Either I panic and freak out and it's going to suck or I play and hopefully it doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, at a certain point it comes to, like, probably when you turn on the turn on the mics and the video do your podcast, like, yeah, it's going to go well or it ain't. Why be scared? Just roll with it. Yeah. That That kind of thing. Yeah, the first time I actually uh, tried it was actually, like, back in May. I had a bunch of troubles with, like, mic issues and stuff like that. So after a bunch of troubleshooting and stopped trying to be cheap and I got some better equipment, um, it it turned out great. But, you know, I I don't try to treat it like it's a... like it's a business. I, I try to treat it like it's a conversation with a person I'm going to consider my friend. So I don't want them to, to feel like, you know, they got to put on or, you know, be anything but themselves. And that's why I, I kind of like to let things, you know, flow naturally because I don't want, you know, I don't want it to feel pressured or scripted. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I like that, man. That's what I think is good about your podcast. It's not, like you said, not scripted. Yeah. If someone's talking to you, they're talking to you. They're not reading off a cue card you're not feeding them lines it's not you know it, natural is good especially nowadays there's so much fake shit dude yeah. like it's refreshing to see you just be you and talk to somebody yeah i, I can't be anybody else but myself you know I, I think that a good conversation can you know work miracles for a lot of people and I mean, I get life from it. You know what I'm saying? It's talking to somebody who's, even if they're not like-minded, if we can have a, a good rebuttal back and forth, you know, that, that's kind of like food for the soul, at least for me. Yeah, and I dig it. That's actually one of the things that, like, draws me to your podcast is, you know, not to bring up weird shit, but I'm I'm a white dude from upstate New York, and I enjoy listening to your podcast. It's, I get to hear someone else's life, and that's cool for me. Yeah, and and trust me, it's it's a lot it's a lot more weird shit I could talk about, you know. I, uh, <laughs> Man, nowadays, fuck. yeah, I I I tell you this, I uh, I once um, I, I once almost uh, got kidnapped. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, um, this this crazy cab driver years ago. I was mm, 17, 18, some shit like that. And I don't know what he was smoking and me just being naive, just not reading signs and not picking up on things. Didn't realize that he wasn't going towards the address I gave him for like Mm -hmm. 20 minutes. And we put up to a gas station. I was like, man, this is this is nowhere near my friend's house. Where Where the hell are me? He leaves out. And locks the door, and I didn't notice that there weren't door handles in the back. And I was like, "Wait a minute, I can't get out of this. <laughs> I can't. No, dude, I can't get out of this cab." So he comes back, and he doesn't have a shirt on, and he's talking. He's like muttering to himself, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" I said, "This this motherfucker's crazy, right?" <laughs> and I'm just like trying to be calm. And at the same time, trying to get him to open this door. So he comes, he, he's, he's like, he's like mumbling some shit. And then the gas station guy comes out and he's like, he's like, uh, I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. Apparently he went in there and tripped out and started knocking a bunch of shit down. 
So I, I, I waved over to the guy. I'm like, open the door, open the door. He opens the door. I get out. And uh, I, I'm like, man, uh, call the police. Or, or, or I forgot. I was screaming something. And he was just like, hey, man, wait right here. The police on the way. Tell them what's going on. Come to find out. He was, he was on, like, coke or some other shit. And I'm just like, out of all cabs, I got in. I got That's in. a winner you get. Yeah, I get the crazy motherfucker, and I'm just like, I just wanted to go home. I just wanted to go home. That's all I wanted. Get me home. <laughs> I even tip you, just get me home. <laughs> Damn. That's yeah. a bad day, son. Yeah, yeah. And that and that was like early on, you know. And trust me, it, it gets it gets weirder and worse. <laughs> that, that'll uh, take your life for a different turn. You start seeing things differently at that point. Yeah. You, you know about that. It's it's. <laughs> I used to look at it like I was cursed, but I, I started realizing that, you know, I, I have bad things happen to me, and then people have like life shattering uh, moments in their lives. So really, I just had a bad day, opposed to someone having the worst day of their life. You know, so I, agree, man. I, I look at it as. I'm supposed to share this story with somebody, and when I and when I finish my book, they'll know about it. <laughs> I appreciate hearing the insight, man. Yeah. So, uh, this character, you know. Yeah. Uh, I gotta ask you, man. Uh, since this pandemic, uh, how are things like living in New York now? Uh, not great. <laughs> okay. Um, but really bad at first then people started acting right and got better um but now like college got back and the younger schools got back and starting to spread a little more mm-hmm. um and people you know people get sick of lockdown and stuff like that so you know less people like being far apart less people wearing masks so it gets a little bit crazy again yeah but it's it leveled out at least it was great i mean the first like month or two of this was nuts Damn. How's it down there? It's, I don't want to say it's normalizing, but everyone's getting more adjusted to the, to the new regulations. So I, um, I was an essential, I am an essential worker, you know what I'm saying? So I worked through the entire pandemic. A lot of people I know were laid off or working from home or becoming full-time teachers due to, you know, virtual schooling and everything so it it put a lot of strains on people's relationships like um i don't feel comfortable going into like certain restaurants and stuff like that and just like if i pick up some food there and i see people walking with a mask and then sit down and take it off i'm like that's 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 kind of stupid you know but Far be it for me to judge, you know, live your life. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you not to do it, but I'm not going to sit next to you with no mask on. Yeah, so I, I'm really looking for ways to enjoy, um, you know, life safely now. Like, you know, I'm thinking about renting out an AMC theater. You know, it might cost me 100 bucks, but I, I get to go to the movies again. Yeah, yeah. well worth 100 bucks. That's actually a hell of an idea. Yeah. So I mean, cause that's what, yeah, that's what they're charging now. So, you know, maybe next time I I, I get a date, yeah, hey, let's get this movie and do some other stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna be your theater for the night, so you can do whatever you want. Basically, you know. So, eventually, I want to, I want to get to a place where I'm forgetting about all these new rules and regulations and just. Um, create my own new normal, and I want to start traveling again. That's traveling, huh? Yeah, yeah. I know you mentioned uh, before that you uh, you've been to, been a few places. I'm assuming uh, from shows. Like, uh, where are some of the places you performed at? Yeah, um, I've traveled pretty much, pretty much everywhere in the the continental U.S. Okay, a uh, couple different bands over a couple different years. Um, doing a couple of bands in upstate New York, but a band I travel with a lot is uh, a band out of New Jersey, a punk band, which okay. is fun. Crazy guys. It's, it, it's fun going on the road, playing like some crazy dive bars, some big festivals and stuff. But yeah, doing a lot of touring. Been to 
Is it like forty-five states? I think forty-five. Most of most yeah. of the continental U.S. Pretty much, a, pretty much most of this country, which is, uh, is cool. What's uh? What's your, where was your favorite place? Um, I don't know. I guess maybe Texas. Texas? Uh, yeah. Which part? Uh, good food. Um, played uh, Dallas. Played El Paso. Um, but I'm a, I'm a barbecue fan, so okay. I, I just every time we go to a different state, I Google like number one food place in this state, and I'm like, we're going there. It's like, it's 20 minutes all the way. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> we five minutes late. Let's go. Okay. But uh, they had Texas on. We played a, a big festival a few years back. They had uh, Ice Cube and Limp Biscuit and Offspring. It was nuts. Like fifteen thousand people were at that show. It was crazy. Okay, so I'm assuming that you you met quite a few celebrities going to those type of festivals. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's weird, man. Um, like hanging out and like having dinner with somebody that you paid to go watch as a kid. I was like, what the hell? Like, yeah. This ain't real. Hey, that's that's a good feeling. I, uh, I've only met, actually met three people, uh, three famous people. And it was all posthumously or, or, or like randomly. Um, when I went to Vegas for my 26th birthday, I ended up going by myself and... I'm randomly sitting at the bar at the Tropicana, I believe it was, and I met uh, John Mayer. And I only recognized him because somebody else said, hey, that's John Mayer. And I turned to my left and it was him. And they had a show at, uh, uh, I forget the name of the, uh, the place, earlier that night. And I heard about it. Everybody was talking about it. So, you know, I asked him, you know, I said, is there anything fun to do here in Vegas that doesn't involve, you know, a bunch of cocaine and shit like that? And he's yeah. like, <laughs> he was is like, something that's going to get me in jail tonight. Yeah. So he, he's like, uh, he started laughing. It was like, uh, pretty much everything's going to have that. So you might want to go to Pity Park or something. <laughs> so we laughed about that. And, and you know, I, I tried to keep the conversation short because I didn't want to feel like I was bothering him. And, uh, Sean Penn, um, like, yeah, like an hour later at the MGM Grand, um, they were talking about, uh, I forgot who it was that was fighting. I think it was Antonio Tower and somebody else. And randomly he asked me to take a picture of him and his friend. And I was like, can I, can I go next? And he was like, sure. And I'm thinking by the way, good thinking. Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. Uh, Charlie Murphy. Um, saw him up for a show in Baltimore uh, years back, and he was just cool as shit. And uh, he asked me, "Did I smoke?" I said, "Yeah, but I can't because of my job." And he was like, "Well, you're gonna miss out on the party," and walked away. So I was just like, "Damn, I should have smoked with Charlie Murphy." But F word, I could get fired for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool as hell, though, man. Damn. Yeah. Praise yeah. Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go back one of these days, and I'm. I'm gonna try to go back in December or something when it's not that hot. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's warm. Oh. Yeah, that's one thing about uh in Texas, the festival we did was out, an outdoor festival. And I wasn't thinking about it until we were playing in the Midwest. And we drove like two days straight to get down to Texas, and we get out of the van. It was 115 degrees because it was July in Texas, and I didn't think about that, you know. We're on the East Coast. I'm like, July is hot, but it ain't that bad. I get out. I'm like, damn it. I'm like, my agent didn't tell me nothing about Texas in July, you asshole. <laughs> so that was that was dry heat opposed to how humid it gets over here. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but it's a dry heat. Nah. It's still 100 degrees. When, yeah. When you're, when you're dressed in black like me, like an idiot. So I wasn't thinking, <laughs> and it's 115 on. You're trying to jump around on stage and play for 45 minutes. That was a bad idea, man. The only time in my life I should have worn all white, and <laughs> I, I dropped the ball on that one, dude. Were you the only one dressed in all black? Yeah, but they had they were dressed smarter than I did. I'm an idiot. I'm like, this will look cool. I'm in front of a bunch of people. <laughs> nah, nope, nope. 
I didn't need the wristbands. I didn't need the hat. I didn't need the, <laughs> the big old black jeans. I should have put in like a flower, like Hawaiian shirt and some gym shorts. <laughs> Looking like an idiot, but I would have been felt better. Okay. <laughs> so when you went back, you, you switched up your attire. No, when I got back, it was upstate New York, and I was like, I'm cold again. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, who, who, who are you listening to now as far as music-wise? Like, uh, who, I guess whoever you listen to or um, you would favor right now would be, like, some of your influences, I'm sure. Um, yeah, for my influences, um, again, Offspring, which is cool because I got to open for him and that's something I listened to since I was in like high school in like the mid to late 90s mm. um, but I always listen to them because it's just fun and nostalgic um, a lot of old punk and rock but also like old metal I still listen to Ozzy I, you know, I still do Floyd and stuff like some of the older bands but mm. my mom raised me on Elvis and the Beach Boys and some dumb shit so for some reason I just always will pick them out every once in a while and be like Damn, that sucked, but I still will always listen to it. Yeah. That's my mom's fault. Um, but I listen to a little bit of everything, though. Like, I'll flip stations. I'll turn on, like, you know, just put on YouTube music and just let it go. And it goes genre to genre. I don't, you know, it could be, I'm not a huge fan, but I'll listen to country, mm-hmm. you know, new rock, old rock. I'll listen to hip hop, jazz. Because um, there's always something, like, one, I can enjoy anything. Like, sometimes a song I don't like, but I like the lyrics. Yeah. So it could be a country song that I'm like, man, this is a really slow, boring ass, like old song. I'm like, oh, those lyrics are pretty funny. Or man, that hit me. I remember when I was 16, some asshole broke my heart. Like, yeah, fuck that bitch too. <laughs> tell her, you tell her what's up, you know. And I'll be yelling at a country song on the radio, looking like an idiot. I mean, it's relatable, so you know, why not? Yeah, yeah, that's the beauty of music. You know, it doesn't matter. If it's what you're used to or you always listen to, there's you can catch a beat that makes you move. You can find some lyrics. You're like, yeah, I get that what that person's saying. You know, I love that, too. Or I really hate that, too. And you, it gets in your feels, you know? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge, like, movie enthusiast. So, yeah. and I'm a, like, I'm a fan of the 80s um, music. Pretty much anything that came out of the eighties, really. I think that uh, I kind of, yeah, I, I kind of jealous that I didn't grow up in the eighties because it just looked it like it was so fun, you know. Like if I was born in seventy five and came up in the eighties, I think that would have been cool, or just to experience it, you know. But I find a, a, a lot of music through movies like that. Like, um, what was it? I want to say it was the one with Jet Li. That's I, was it the one. Jelly's good, man. Yeah, it was the one. Um, that's how I found out about Godsmack. And I was like, who the fuck's playing this song? Is uh, I Stand Alone. You ever heard it? Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. So I found that album. I would work out to it. And I'm trying to think. It, it was another movie that came out. Uh, it might have been a Matrix uh, soundtrack. I'm not sure. And that's how I got put on to like Travis Barker and um, a lot of Stevie Wonder's old music. So, you know, I'm a Libra, so music is my thing. You know, I, I'll I'll zone out and forget that I even started playing. Like, I'll go deep into a, a YouTube tunnel of music. Like, I'll start, <laughs> I'll start out listening to Godsmack and then end up going to like Stevie Wonder or Shaka Khan or some shit like that. You know, <laughs> that's the beauty of those rabbit holes, man. Like, uh, randomly, I just watched um, Cobra Kai. And now, I, 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 you know how the smartphones are these days. You watch something, and the next thing you know, the soundtrack from whatever you watch popped up in your phone. And I was like, what is Bananarama? And it's like, okay. They came up, they made that song, Crew Summer, which was on the original Karate Kid uh, soundtrack. It's just like, damn, that's crazy, right? Yeah, you find so much weird stuff doing that. Man, I mean, well, it, it's 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 a it's a actually it's a there's a documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, I think. But it, it's it's a documentary about how um, marketers use algorithms to like sway your mind on how you you know stream stuff and what you buy and shit like that. 
Like literally, like it'll 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 go through like your search history and see what you search and pop up, bring up ads that like certain colors and everything that you find yourself clicking on more than anything, and they'll create an algorithm for you to to like search by. Like when you just naturally pop up with something on your phone that you was thinking about from them. Sneaky bastards, aren't they? Yeah. And I <laughs> like it, it was crazy the way they went into detail, but I see why certain shit pops over my phone now because of the washers, apparently. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, you're a conspiracy guy. I'm like, not if it's real, it's not. Right. It's just legit. I'm going to have to check that one out, man. I don't know if I've seen that, but that, that intrigues me now. I'm into yeah. that shit too. Yeah, I mean, I try not to feel like. I'm trapped in a bubble when it comes to stuff like stuff like that. It's like if that's what they're doing, that's fine. As long as I don't feel like a invisible hand guiding me anywhere, like yeah. like like I have no choice but to go this way, you know, I'm good. But yeah, show me what you think I want to see, but I'm still not gonna watch if I don't want to. Yeah, still yeah. not call even if you pretend it ain't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. So. uh uh, something I was thinking about uh, asking you. So you mentioned that you've been to 45 states, right? Is there a place that you have always wished you could perform at or a person you wanted to perform with? Um, yeah. Um, like to play, there's a bit huge metal festival and rock festival, and they have a bunch of other different styles on it, but the like, it's called Rock on the Range. Mm-hmm. And it has all the biggest things, so, you know, to play with, like, Metallica and Megadeth in their heyday would have been great. Um, like, as far as big things, and there's some places in Europe and stuff that have big festivals that would be cool to play. But, uh, like, truthfully, for me, though, man, like, one of my favorite things, and I played in front of a bunch of people, I'd rather... Like, the most fun I've ever had in my life is playing in front of, like, 100, 200 people at a, at a smaller place in a place I've never been to where it's close and you can have drinks with them before the show. Mm-hmm. And then they come up front and, like, send you some shots while you're on stage. And yet you can interact with them. And then when the show's done, you can hang out with them with a big show. Like, they'll get in line and you sell them some stuff or, like, do an autograph. But like, the little shows, you can hang out and talk to them. So, yeah. There's a lot of cool big things that I could play, but uh, my favorite things I just like to play more small shows and meet more people one on one. Like that's really what what I enjoy the most. More more intimate. Do you do you ever get tired of it? Like like less like if you were on tour. No man, like never. I've been with people when I'm on tour, and and after a while they crack or get homesick or get bored. Mm-hmm. And if I live that long, I would do it till I'm eighty, man. Like, <laughs> It's weird. I'm built for it. Like, I don't sleep a lot. I love to travel. I like to meet new people. Like, I like meeting different people. Um, yeah, I really never get sick of it, man. It's weird. And even some of the people I'm in bands with, like, you only slept for two hours. Why are you in a good mood? I'm like, because this is fucking awesome, dude. Like, I get to go everywhere, meet everyone, like, meet new people, eat different food that I can't get at home. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I always am appreciative of what I have, you know, so I can never get, never get bummed out or bored by something cool. Yeah, I mean, that's dope because you basically doing what you love so it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, yeah, it's fortunate, man. Yeah, I mean, that's what I love about my podcast because um, I I got, you know, just having a good conversation or exchanging good ideas, having laughs, that's something that, you know, frees me from feeling like, you know, I got to punch a clock or, you know, make somebody else rich. You know, like, unfortunately, I got to work a nine to five until things pick up. But, you know, it, until then, I'm still doing what I, you know, love to do outside of that. I'm not just, you know, confined to a box. Yeah, which is important as hell, man. Mm-hmm. I had my own business for 20 years without music, just window washing and power washing and stuff. So, you know, nine to five, you got to grind that pace for the things you enjoy to do. And then eventually, you know, even with the podcast, you work a nine to five, but do your podcast because you love it. 
you know, eventually that might grow into something where your nine to five becomes your, you know, 10 to two. You get a little extra time off and then you start doing your podcast more and then full time. Kind of like what I did with my music. I had to work to pay for my music and eventually my music, you know. Pays for everything. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that too, man. My goal is to... I'm going to get a team. I actually, I'm looking for a co-host, you know, but it's it's kind of hard to find somebody like-minded to see uh, not just my dream, but want to, you know, create something with me. And, you know, I'm going to start, you know, creating content like uh, videos and stuff like that. And I'm going to eventually get a studio where I could, you know, set up and shoot and record. I want to start uh recording uh my guests i want to start interviewing people and like uh like i have that on video you know uh so i'll i'll be able to post that also but i also want to have a space big enough where if somebody else wanted to come into my studio and you know record their podcast or make their videos you know i want to you know build that up to to our gain multiple streams of income. You know, I want to build up to a point where I can get enough subscribers to subscribe to my Patreon, you know, where I have bonus episodes and things like that, merchandise. Uh, I got a bunch of ideas that, I, uh, that I'm working on that it's going to come with time. So I'm not in a rush. I want to perfect, you know, I can't make this up and, and see where it goes, you know. That's awesome, though, man. Yeah, definitely don't rush it. Take it in stride. Uh, but it's always like it's good to hear you say that because it's not like I'm gonna do this and that's it. You got a backup plan and you're gonna build on it, have a place where you can rent to other people to do their podcasts or whatever they want to do. Yeah, that's good, man. Keep it flowing, you know. I got to, I got to. Some somebody told me uh, back in June, um, just just record and put it out there, and you know, edit along the way. Don't don't let the comments upset you. Don't let people disliking your videos or, you know, just putting you down, get in, get in your way. Just keep putting it out there because eventually you'll find a fan base. And, you know, uh, that's what I'm shooting for. You know, right now I'm only about uh, six episodes in, you know, but, you know, this this will be number seven. I'm actually recording Saturday and Sunday. You know, so and I'm, I got something set up for next week and I'm just I'm constantly, you know, trying to, you know, promote people uh, that I've met along the way. And at the same time, even people I, I haven't met, you know, I reach out to, you know, uh, you know, famous people or via social media and things like that and try to get them on there. And sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no. And then it's a scheduling thing. But I'm not going to let it stop. You know, I, I like you know, like, um, I, you know, I like, I like, uh, you know, positive people and people I can converse with on the regular, you know what I'm saying? So when I reached out to you, I was like, just from, you know, our interactions, you know, via social media, it's always been positive. It's always been humble. So, you know, I, you know, I felt honored to, you know, that you actually agreed to coming on. So, you know, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate that, man. So, you know, I, it's, it's my pleasure, man. And I'll say, and I've learned this, you know, through different walks of life and with music and stuff. You ask one person and you get deterred if they say no and you quit, you lose. You ask 99 people, they say no, one one person, that number 100, they say yes, that could change your life, dude. So never stop. They could say no 99 times, but if you quit after one, you'll never find out. Yeah. Yeah, you got people, dude. So, you know, uh, they 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 always talk about stories about like you know Dave Chappelle or like Kevin Hart about how you know they got a thousand no's but somebody said yes. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm not looking for a breakout story like that, but you know, if if it happens that way, it happens that way. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'll take fifty no's and fifty yeses to be quite honest. Yeah. <laughs> it still work, you know. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, I gotta take a adult beverage sip right quick. Oh yeah, enjoy. Sorry about that. So, uh, what, what do you like to drink? Um, I like Guinness. 
Um, like pretty much everything else. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, you like uh, I like white and brown liquor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More towards the brown, but white liquors are alright too, depending on the night and how late into the night it can be. Okay, so you like you mixing beer and liquor, like not in the yeah. same. Okay, yeah. yeah so you, okay, I I can't do it like I used to, you know. Uh, no, not me neither. I'll pretend I can, but the next day tells me otherwise. Yeah, once you once you. <laughs> I say once you get past 30, 32, you start feeling that you can't bounce back like you used to the next day. And everyone says, oh, you can't do what you used to. Yeah, actually, I can. I can do everything I used to do. I just suffer way more. <laughs> <laughs> so I can still do it all day, all night. But it will suck for a week instead of 10 minutes now when I wake up. <laughs> yeah, it it isn't an instant spring back. It's like, oh, well, yeah, I did drink that last night, and I'm winning a lot of water today, and yeah. we'll be moving too fast, even. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I'm like, I could do that again right away. Now I'm like, I'll never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> instant, instant rebuttal. Oh man, yep. Okay, so uh, let me ask you this. So. Once things uh, kind of normalize and uh, it's safe to travel again, is there a place you're looking forward to going to? Um, yeah, a couple spots. There's, uh, you know, I want to go down and uh, go down and see my brother in Virginia again. Okay. Um, if uh, my health works out over the next couple of years, uh, we actually had a tour to Brazil that we had to had to postpone for a couple of years because my health kicked and then COVID hit. Okay. We already had all the shows and all the hotels and everything booked. So that was a bummer. South and, uh, yeah. We're gonna do like a month and a half in Brazil. Uh, and then a European European uh, maybe like two months, I think we we're supposed to do. So hopefully at some point in time I can do some of that stuff again. Yeah, man, that sounds dope. I actually wanted to go to uh check out like uh London and Amsterdam, like I heard it's some great places to see, like viewing wise, I heard uh Athens was nice, Rome and and uh Tokyo. I heard Tokyo was nice. Yeah, a lot of good spots. So Medi- all around the Mediterranean is actually gorgeous, man. Okay. Yeah, definitely want to get out there. Yeah, Italy is great. Wouldn't mind going to Egypt. I've always been a fan of that place and never went, but I always saw it in movies and books as a kid. And yeah, I heard Cairo. Like nice yeah, yeah, I've seen people post pictures of uh, certain parts of Cairo, like uh, they was on top of certain resorts, and you see pictures of like the pyramids and shit. And so cool, like the way it looked. It like I don't know if it was like the way the sun was hitting it or. The sand was blowing. It was kind of looking like the the pyramids was like mirages. It was it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. It looks like fantasy, doesn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That should look. Uh, and um, have uh, some friends in Croatia actually, like right on the Mediterranean too, and uh, waterfalls, forests, like old medieval castles, and like they have the walls you see in movies that like blockade the sea and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that place is pretty crazy, man. There's a lot of places that are cool. We have a cool country here, but we don't have that, that like you said, the pyramids and castles. We don't have old stuff here. At least none that's really spoken about. Uh, yeah. I was... Uh, I, I know where you're going. I hear you. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, my dude. <laughs> it, there's, there's, there's a lot in America um, that people only hear about or that's never really brought up. So somebody pointed out something to me a couple of months ago that I thought was kind of interesting. They said uh, Maryland is the only state that has uh, all the land features um, uh, that you find like normally like across this country. Like it has beaches, mountains, lakes, um, uh, flatlands and something else, and I said you can't find that all in one state, any place else. Damn, I, I thought I that was that. crazy. Yeah. Like 
Like it literally does. Oh, at, yeah, next to an ocean, beaches, mountains, rivers, and lakes in the middle of it. And then you got the the, the train that runs through it. So it's kind of like it's almost like uh, what's the place that's uh, what is that in uh, Nevada where four states or five states meet up? Oh yeah, that yeah yeah I've been through that shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Like a little bit of everything touching. Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of it's almost like that. So I didn't know that about Maryland. It's crazy. Yeah, and I I didn't think about it until they pointed out. I said, "Damn, that's true." And furthest I've been out was up to Cumberland. It was actually pretty cool. Uh, a few years ago, I went up. Uh, I went up to Cumberland for this uh, murder mystery train dinner. And yeah. Like- yeah, it was it was dope, man. It was like it was like sixty bucks or something like that, and they rode they rode around this mountain for like two hours. And uh, what happened was we went into the, the dining hall. It was like me and twelve other people, fourteen other people, I forget. And uh, they like dressed up like in uh, I guess seventeen hundred wear, like uh, almost like uh, Sherlock Holmes times, right? And yeah, and it was a uh, the conductor was like telling the story about it's a murder on the train and uh, he committed these crimes and you and this person, at least like you, it was like 14, you got to figure out, you know, what's going to happen. And then the lights went out on the fucking train. And when the lights came back on, he was laying in the middle of the floor with a knife in his back. So, yeah. So then the ladies that, uh, that, uh, that work, uh, on the train was like handing out cards and was like, this is where you have to go. This is where you have to go. And we didn't, it was another team that figured out who the killer was, but the conversations I had and trying to figure out the clues and going through the different cabins, that shit was dope. And we was drinking and shit. So I think that was the reason why we didn't figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> But the whole experience was dope. So, you know, I was always, I, I usually go to this shit by myself. Like, I can't get people to actually go with me. So that's the sucky thing about it. But it still was, a, you know, a fun time. That actually sounds awesome, man. I'd be down to do something like that. Yeah, people don't want to have any fun anymore. It's like, oh, I'd rather sit at home. Like, but you just had an experience. Like, I, I've done some cool shit. I would like to do that. Like, I've traveled yeah. all over, but that shit sounds fun as hell. Yeah, and it was literally like, two and a half hours from my home. Like, you know, something simple as simple as that, just out of the normal. Like, I can go to a bar anytime or I could, you know, sit up there and live stream on Xbox anytime, but to do something different, like I like mysteries and, you know, like escape rooms and shit like that. Yeah, that's the coolest escape room I've ever heard of, like murder mystery escape room on a train. Like, you can't beat that. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, so they got like a... they got like murder mystery dinner parties here, restaurants in like downtown, and that's something I want to try in the in the future. But you know, people gotta people gotta want to be get outside their bubble. Oh yeah, like you said, you can sit there and play you know Xbox Live for three hours, but you won't drive two and a half hours to go do something cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, people complain, but then they choose not to do cool stuff. Yeah, like, honestly, the first three months of quarantine, I was going crazy just going to work and coming home, you know? I mean, at the time, you know, I was in a relationship and, you know, that kind of balanced things out, but not having the option to, you know, go out on dates and, you know, do something different just outside of being inside the house all the time. It was very strenuous, just like... Gotta, yeah, you know, gotta do something different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but cool. I'm not, I'm not going to let all these new rules keep me stuck in the house. I'm going to create a way to enjoy my life outside of, you know, these normal constraints. You know, yeah, create create a different reality for lockdown life. You're gonna find a way, man. You're. I can already tell you're an innovative guy. You take chances. You go do fun stuff. Like you said, you go by yourself two and a half hours away to be on a train with some actor getting stabbed. You'll find a way to have fun, dude. Exactly. So hopefully um, things will get uh, 
better quicker than expected, but I'm not going to let it stop me from enjoying life. Never let anything stop you, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, what do you got planned for this weekend? Uh, nothing going on this weekend yet. It's, uh, it was 25 degrees here a couple of days ago. Now it's 75, like I was saying before. So I'm, I'll probably do uh, try to go outside and have a little fire and stuff. Enjoy the weather before it gets 10 feet of snow again. Okay. Yeah. Not a whole lot going on. Some most stuff is closed up here. Not did, a whole lot we can do. But did again, you 10 feet of snow? Uh, dude, we get stupid snow up here. It's ridiculous. We're in the top. We're in the top seven in the world for snowfall every year. Ten feet? That sounds like Chicago or something. Like that's yeah, crazy. We're actually we're way ahead of Chicago for snowfall. Yeah, when we when we get off one of these days, Google uh, Syracuse, New York, and upstate New York snowfall. We actually beat parts of Alaska and things like that for snowfall. That's ridiculous. Like like do you get trapped in the house or like you you already figured no, out? You you. Yeah, you can literally get stuck in your house. We've had uh, like crazy blizzards, and you go to open your door, and your door there's so much snow, your door's actually under snow and stuck. Damn. Yeah, yeah. If you ever look like Google pictures and stuff, people open their door, and it's like eight feet of snow above their door and shit. People got to dig out their house before you even get to your car to dig out your car, and then dig out your driveway. And your boss is like, "Go to work." Like we got eight feet of snow, dude. Damn. I think the most I ever lived through was like three and a half feet. And that it sounds like it sounds like a drop in the hat compared to what you guys deal with regularly. So anything more than three inches of snow sucks. So three yeah. feet is still bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially when you you're used to, you know, three or four inches that and I mean, even even one inch of snow causes problems down here weather wise. So, you know, you get three feet. Stupid. Yeah, you you that'll be the time you want to uh, quarantine in the house and stay off the road because it, that's, it's that's a good thing about this year. Yeah, if we ever get a lot of snow, we're like whatever, I'm gonna stay at home anyway. Yeah, pretty much used to it. <laughs> yeah. Damn, 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 damn. So uh, I was going to say, uh, you guys, uh, since you can't really go out and perform, have you guys been doing anything like virtually? Um, yeah, I still talk to some of the guys. I can't play a whole lot anymore, but I still go and write. Um, I actually did. I recorded uh, a soundtrack for an audiobook for uh, one of my friends. His dad does audiobooks for hunting and stuff. Okay. And, uh, I went and wrote and recorded a bunch of songs for an audiobook. And uh, because of the studios we have, we can, you know, we can go one by one and write, or we can send each other. Uh, audio clips and video clips over phones and still write and record that way. Okay. You ever do any hunting yourself? Uh, when I was a kid, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do it every once in a while up here. We have we do have good hunting up here in upstate New York, which is nice. A lot of woods and stuff. Deer tastes good by the way. I'm sorry for the for the vegans, man. I, I dig what you do, but <laughs> venison is good, dude. <laughs> it tastes Actually, good. I got I got tricked into eating deer, and I'm glad they told me afterwards because I, I I probably wouldn't eat it. I wouldn't <laughs> eat it if they had told me what it was. I mean, it, I realize what gamey taste is now compared to you know like hamburger or something. Yeah, you don't know like yeah, if you eat some store bought stuff, you don't realize oh gamey it's meat is meat. Like nah, gamey is gamey. It, it has a flavor. Okay, it's good though. Yeah, yeah. I, um, like I said, the next person is gonna have to trick me again because I'm gonna <laughs> recognize it if you know, you know, I'm be like, hey, what's that? You know, it looks different. <laughs> like I'd rather have a hamburger, but thanks for the deer. You know, a, a nice Kobe steak or something like that. Not to be bougie, you know, but you know, nothing like a Kobe steak, dude. Yeah, nothing's good like a, a New York strip, man. Like a that's yeah. That's good for you. So, uh, is there is there any food or uh, place like that that you uh, miss that uh, you haven't been able to enjoy? Yeah. Um, again, I'm a barbecue guy, so like being in Missouri around St. Louis is awesome barbecue. Texas, awesome barbecue. Big fan of that kind of stuff. 
Um, but I also go and like I like Cajun food too. So you know, Louisiana and Mississippi and parts of Alabama. Like I miss like I love crayfish and all that kind of good stuff and snake and gator. Getting that mm. you can't get in New York, thankfully. I'm happy there's no alligators and poisonous snakes up here, but they taste good. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been to uh, New Orleans? Yeah, yeah. I heard that that was uh, like a, just a beautiful place to go to, like as far as the culture and the music and everything. And yeah, it's, it, it's so it, it's old. Like you go there and it looks like what you see in like colonial movies. Like you go through the, the main strip, the quarters they have and it's old and like the buildings are cool and the culture is really, really deep and ingrained in the people there. Like some places like, yeah, we have a Southern draw or a New York accent. They have a Cajun accent and a Creole accent, but the people are New Orleans. Like it's different. Yeah. You know, like New York and like different places are modern. That's why they have their culture. But like down there, like, no, we're, we're still 1700s and this is how we do it. We, cook good and treat you like family and they play music in the streets and like it's awesome i got uh, a buddy of mine he's up in new york uh he's up in harlem i think and uh i got introduced to him from another friend of mine uh he's from florida and the first time we met him he said man he was like where you from i was like from Maryland, he was like, "Yeah, man, you you sound country." I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, you talk with that accent?" I'm like, "I honestly, I don't recognize it, but apparently, I have like a. Do you hear it? Because I don't hear it." <laughs> oh yeah, I hear an accent. <laughs> probably, I probably sound funny to you. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you know, I like, but I can't. I can only hear, you know, what I believe I hear. Like, I don't know what it sounds like to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. Our voices in our heads are probably lying to us. We we hear different things in our own head, man. I hear the same thing. I hear my voice. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, so, I mean, it is what it is. Ain't nothing I can do about it. You know, I can't, I'm not going to change my voice, you know, you, you know, get with it or get the fuck out of here, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what are you watching? Uh, you, uh, you, you, uh, binging anything good? Um, yeah, you know, I watch football. Um, we won two games, so that's good. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. We'll get, another, we'll get another one Sunday. Um, I'm watching the games, but I'm not putting any faith into 2020 season. Like, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to like 21 22, you know? I agree, I 100% agree. I think we have something going. We're yeah. not gonna get there this year. We're gonna win one or two more because the NFC East sucks. Yeah, the rest of the games will lose. But yeah, I think twenty one and twenty two are gonna be pretty good. I think. Yeah, whenever whenever we have major changes on the, the office or uh, a loss of major players and stuff like that, it takes us two or three years to get a, a rhythm going. You know, so that's why I just like I call this working the kinks out. You know, oh, yeah, man. and then there's always a threat of someone getting sick and, you know, causing, you know, a shutdown or whatever the case may be. So it's like, I don't want to get my hopes up and be like, okay, man, I could, I could actually sit there and tune in every Sunday and Monday or, you know, a possible Thursday night game. And the next thing you know, someone gets sick and it's like, all right, pause, you know, just like, ah, whatever. Yeah, this isn't the year for it. Exactly. So at least we're not Dallas fans. <laughs> hey man, virtual virtual high five, man. Virtual high five. <laughs> man. So uh are you uh you like watching anything good on Netflix? Um yeah, I watch some good stuff on Netflix. Um I like Parks and Recreation just because for some weird reason that show makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um I watch the Mandalorian on the Disney Channel thing. Oh God, that's my one sci-fi guilty pleasure. I guess I like the Star Wars series. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. There's a lot of good stuff. I watched a lot of The Walking Dead and stuff like that. 
What, what what are you into for uh for TV? What you binging? Oh man, uh, I don't think we had enough time to go over everything <laughs> that I watch. Honestly, um, I mentioned it earlier. Like I'm I'm a TV buff, so like, um, pretty much everything the CW had, you know, after eight o'clock, Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, um. It was a good era for the Supergirl. Yeah, uh, I'm not too impressed with uh, that Batman that came out last year, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm gonna give it a chance. Uh, I just finished Blood of Zeus, that uh, anime about the Olympians. I haven't um, seen it yet, but I've heard good things. Yeah, it's actually it's, good. it's pretty good episodes. It's eight episodes, and they're all real good. I like. Uh, I've always been fascinated with Greek mythology. You know. You uh, you ever played God of War? I have. Yeah. yeah. It's, again, if you're a fan of mythology, awesome game. Yeah. So awesome yeah, when I when I when I watched that, it gave me God of War vibes, and I was like, you know what? I, I haven't beat four yet, and it made me pick up the controller and play four. You know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, you ever watched the one hundred? Yes. Okay. To, uh, I was I had a conversation with a friend of mine and I said that, you know the 100 is The Walking Dead without zombies. That's actually a good call. Yeah, you know. That's a good call cuz so, the story's still awesome and it's yeah. It's is different. I agree. Know? I agree. So, and I'm I'm a huge anime fan so uh you know I'm like uh you know, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, trying to get into One Piece, but it's like 960 some episodes. And I'm just like, uh, that's a commitment, man. Yeah. That's a commitment. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm going to try, but I, I doubt that I get past 50. Like, just like if I watched it when I was younger, I can understand. You know, committing to 900 episodes, but to try to catch up is just like uh, that's a lot. Yeah, if you already saw 500 of them, you could watch the other 400. But yeah, that's a lot. So I'm uh, I'm actually I'm looking forward to you know these content creators come out with like you know their own versions of uh, I guess the the new TV shows. Like I follow a lot of podcasts. Uh, like all dev digital, um, dormtainment, uh, Gary Owen, um, Kevin Hart's podcast, pretty good. Like uh, a lot of people that you know, not only do I get in- entertainment from, but I get like inspiration from at the same time. So I'm like, I'm just picking up bits of information and trying to, you know, come up with my own my own version of what they're doing, and you know, flipping on, you know, study, adapt it, evolve it to your own. Same thing as my music stuff, man. Like, it. I don't mean to make this sound the wrong way, but there's nothing original. Mm-hmm. But you have to take what happened and make it yours to be original. And it does, it's a podcast, a TV show, a movie. If you're in a band, if you sing, if you act, it's all been done before. But how do you make it you to make it different so yeah. people want to come and watch it? So I, I dig that, man. I know what you're saying. Watch stuff and figure out all that kind of stuff, man. Learn from it and make it your own yeah um i'm actually working on a remake uh it's an original tv series i did but it's based off of a movie and i'll I'll talk to you about it offline i don't want to get into details but i think it'll be dope you know so uh if you ever need music for something you're doing let me know man you can have that for your rights i'll I'll give you some songs if you need some soundtracks hey i'm gonna hold you to that (laughs) <laughs> you can hold me to that, man. I got you, man. Okay. So um uh we're a little over an hour, man. Uh I was gonna say uh you wanna button this up and uh save the rest for the next time. Absolutely. I I'm happy I could do it for this long, man. I I appreciate your time and thank you for having me on here, dude. I like yeah. to chat with you, dude. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh why don't you uh, tell my fans where they can uh, reach you at, man? Anything you want to plug, you know, go ahead. Um, you can find me on Instagram, John, J-O-N-N, bassist, 
315 or John Kelly. Um, you know, I have different bands and stuff. And if you find me on the Instagram, you can find me and find those kind of things. Um, really, man, I, I want to plug you, man. You know, <laughs> let people know where to find you. They might find you on here, but let them know about you, man. This is, this is your show. I want to help you, my man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, this has been dope. And I actually, I can't wait to for us to reconnect and do this again. You know, I always enjoy a good conversation. And this has been a, a great one, man. So, um, minus the technical difficulties, um, I can't wait till we can do it, you know, face-to-face, you know. I might have Absolutely. to come here, you know, or if, if you're feeling up to it, you can come down here. We can make something work, though. Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am your host, the Land of Legend, a.k.a. Big T. And this has been another installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. So please, uh, if you're on YouTube, like, share and subscribe. Facebook, you can do the same thing. You can find this podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Just search I Can't with a K. Make This Up podcast on all social media uh, platforms. Uh, I appreciate you for tuning in. And until next time, peace.